ain't gonna argue, I ain't gonna fight. I gave up on doing CL tonight. Nothing good ever comes on wasting breath. Round and round on the floor I wept. I ain't gonna argue, I ain't gonna fight. Gave up on doing CL tonight. Maybe not today, or maybe not tomorrow. I wonder every hour things get more sour. I ain't gonna argue, I ain't gonna fight. Gave up on doing CL tonight. Everything's wrong, everything stinks. Only thing they broke in Hallelujah is the kitchen sink. I ain't gonna argue, I ain't gonna fight. I gave up and doing the other night. If I hear those words one more time, don't sit very still and scream in my mind. I ain't gonna argue, I ain't gonna fight. I gave up and doing the other night. Everything's wrong, everything stinks. The only thing that broke a hallelujah is the kitchen sink. All right, all right. Woo, welcome back. We are back again. And during this quarantine season, we um, actually figured out a way to do a podcast uh, via, um, I would say, the, I don't know. How do you say that? Yeah, you jumped right in there. <laughs> Sorry, uh, babe. So we are, we should, uh, I was going to say, we should call this the quarantine series because, uh, you know, everybody, as everybody know, the uh, coronavirus is going around and we are... Not being forced to stay at home, but recommended to stay at home. And so we figured while we are home, we can do podcasts. And but then we thought, wait a minute, people are not coming out, so they might not be able to come over and do the podcast. But what if we can do it over the phone? Right. And so, so this is our first. So I figured it out. And this is our first over the phone. So we call it the quarantine podcast. Podcast. Uh, and let's see how it goes. Uh, we have a special guest today. Jake. Jake. No. Hey, what's up? Hey, Jake. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, Good. Jake's been um, doing comedy for a while, and we've been friends for a long time. Actually, we uh, started out when we had a show at um, at the Silver Room, Silver Room uh, in Wicker Park. That's when we all started doing shows. But that didn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, I think that you all booked me on one of my first shows ever, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, Mr. and Mrs. Smith creating opportunities. Opportunities. <gasps> one laughter at yeah. a time. Yeah, actually, uh, Jake is used to be in my talent agency as well. Yeah, Lily's talent. Yeah. But skip. Yeah, we used to be, have the same agent and stuff. Yeah. But uh, jump ship and. Uh, I, for, for good. I mean, every, it, everything is good no, it's for good. everyone. It's yeah. good, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's all all just part of the part of the game, right? Yes, yeah. part of the game. So, uh, um, how are you hanging out there uh, with all the uh, coronavirus Quarantine. thing? With all the stuff going on, uh, probably as good as anybody else. Uh, you know, um, shows are canceled, so um, trying to figure out money a little bit, but um, I'm good for a second. Yeah, I saw a meme today that said. Uh, since the coronavirus, uh, as an actor, I'm out of work. Uh, so if your son decides to be an actor, you can call me so I can talk him out of it or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> there, there's so many memes coming out. It's like, you know, a uh, picture of the before coronavirus and after. Like, you've gained, like, tons of weight from just being at home, you know? Which I think I might have. From eating all the toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, the toilet paper delicious. <laughs> hey, 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 don't forget, it's CBD toilet paper. So it's a unique yeah, it's one. CBD toilet paper so you get a relaxed yeah, bubble, right? So, yeah, so you <laughs> have a nice relaxed. Uh, calm my butt down. Calm your butt down. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it, like especially like for comedians and and, and uh, entertainers or bartenders or waitresses, people who work waiters. in the restaurant business. Like, there's nothing you can do. You know, no. right, right. There's just you can't like. There's no work. You just can't work. Yeah. Yeah. So but if you, uh, it's pretty crazy. How are you all holding up? Um, I'm okay. Uh, so I still have my day job, which I was planning on <laughs> quitting <Vacation>. soon. <laughs> But uh, apparently, uh, apparently I'm not for a little bit. Um, but actually, I'm on vacation. I was we were supposed to go to Austin for uh, a wedding, Raleigh's cousin's wedding, in Southwest by Southwest, and South by Southwest by Southwest, and uh, you know they ended up canceling everything. So we were like, nah. We we create our own festival here. You know, it's uh, I'm hosting the festival. The cat singing. <laughs> <She's> yeah. A, <laughs> got to do all your own stuff now, right? Yeah, we, we have our own comedy show here. <laughs> it's just Leia goes up and I'm the audience. And then, and then he claps. And, <laughs> and then uh, I go up. She's the audience. And then. Uh, and sometimes the, the cat heckles. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's wild. Do you have to kick yourself out of the theater? Yeah. <laughs> I charge at the door, too. I was like, yeah. hey, I'm sorry, man. Uh, VIP only. <laughs> Two drink minimum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two drinks minimum, uh, which is crazy because the show goes could go on forever. Right. So it's kind of crazy. I was uh, went to the supermarket earlier, and in the car, the news was on. And uh, I guess now they're saying uh, gatherings of 10 people or more uh, out in public something, I don't know, like funerals and, and birthday parties. Uh, they're trying to, like, control that. And you can I'm, still have a comedy show. That's a mic. <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, if they go any lower, families are going to have to separate from each other. <laughs> right. I know, right? Yeah. Some, some big Catholic families out there are going to have to stay away from each other. Yeah. Right. That, that would be me because my grandparents had 14 kids. So, like, four got to go. They don't live the same, in the same house, though. They used to. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. This is what, my dad is one of seven, so his family would almost have to separate. Yeah. yeah, we could just trade. It's like, hey, I'm going to trade you with this one daughter from the, your son. I don't know. Figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> make them work the factory. Make some mask. I don't know. Something. Do something. Man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Open up a sweatshop for them? <laughs> hey, you know, it's business. <laughs> Man. Yeah, make them be useful. Yeah. Right. Do do something. Uh, they're actually running out of masks. So, um, you know, back in World War II where... Uh, uh, the women had to go do some me men jobs, but but, but this yeah, jobs. the uh, the man jobs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, um, they said that all these private companies are being made to make masks and stuff now. Yes. Well, I, I hope I get one. Uh, get a mask or a job? Both. I mean, right now, the only th I mean, there's. There's still there's still some places that's open, like uh, you can work at a drive-through. You know. Burger King, I mean, yeah. McDonald's, uh, the cannabis the dispensary are still open. It's just that you can't go in and, and stay for a while. You have to just pick up your, your goods. They should have like a uh, drive-through window at the at the uh, dispensaries. You know, like have a little, you like say what you want or have an app where you order what you want and then they open up this little window and you put your money in there or whatever and they, you know. The, the there is now, uh, you can get stuff delivered in Illinois. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But nobody's going to come out and deliver, though. Why not? You, as long as you have gloves and you're sa s sanitized, you're good. Mm. 
people are gonna smoke regardless of what we think it's gonna happen. No, I'm not world. saying that they're not gonna smoke. I'm just saying that uh, a, a safer way to pick it up. But you can pick it up. I mean, they can do that with anything. You know, if you want stuff at the supermarket. Yeah, but this is not about supermarkets and supermarket. This is about Jake. Well, Jake is our, yeah, our guest. Well, so, so this so is important stuff we all need to know. The crazy thing is, like, by the time people listen to this. You know, we'll probably be in a completely different place. I know, right? I, I, we hope so. They're, they're, they're going to be like, uh, <laughs> what are they talking about? What are they talking about with coronavirus? No, hopefully, yeah, what the hopefully uh, I'll get this out uh, probably by the end of the week because we did one today as well. So you're the second one. Uh, yeah. And so hopefully we can get it out because I, I think people, you know, we, that we can like, capitalize on this <laughs> on this uh, quarantine thing and hey, hey, you know, if you're tired of Netflix, if you're tired of Hulu, uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. There's a right. podcast called Mr. and Mrs. Smith Talk Relationships, which they rarely talk about relationships. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> is, that, is that what this uh, podcast is supposed to be about? Yeah, yeah exactly. well, it started off as, as as relationships, but then we started getting into like relationship with your job, relationship with your life, relationship uh, with yourself, your career, yourself, and and so we kind of made a little twist, and people could talk more about themselves instead of like answering questions of relationship know, my my baby mama got a tattoo of her ex-boyfriend on her thigh there's three of them yeah <laughs> there's three names got, there's three names you got three baby mamas yeah and then they all have like the tattoo <laughs> of different guys on their thighs so. <laughs> yeah that's uh that's a great relationship situation. I do want to hear that that uh, episode of Oprah. You know. <laughs> so yeah, so we so basically evolved into uh, you know talking about people's lives and you know their careers and, and and most of our friends are comedians. So we you know have a lot of comedians on the show, um, some doctor friends and stuff like that. But yeah, um, so I'm glad you're on here. Uh, um, so. Can you give us like a little bit of history, like of your like when did you start comedy and and what made you get into comedy? Yeah, um, I started doing improv um, about like thirteen years ago, two thousand and six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up on the East Coast, so I would crash on my cousin's couch in Hoboken and take classes in New York. Um, and then I moved to Chicago in two thousand seven to do because it was cheaper here and and to take classes here and stuff. Um, and so I did improv up until about six years ago when I started doing stand-up because improv, uh, turns out there's no money in making stuff up like that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> not that there's a whole lot in stand-up, but definitely more than improv. So uh, I switched over and kind of have been doing both ever since. I now do stand-up all over the city and I, I do some acting and I, uh, uh, Teach improv. Nice. Where do you Where do you teach? I teach at Second City and at uh, the Annoyance Theater. Nice. I want I yeah. want to jump in and just not pay for class. I was like, uh, I'm Jake's assistant. Show up Yeah, the annoyance. teaching assistant. The annoyance is really cool. I like that place. Uh, they're really uh, edgy and cool. Yeah, and they're doing something really cool during this whole shut-in. Um, everybody should check out their social media pages because they're doing a lock-in starting tonight. They're going to lock 10 actors in the theater, and uh, within about 10 days, they're going to come up with a new show. 
Wow. <laughs> I hope it's not uh, annoyance presents coronavirus. Wow, that's good. right. So, so they are basically gonna like these. They they're gonna live in the theater for ten days. Yeah, I think I think Nick and Jen, are, who own the theater, I believe, are both gonna be in there, and then um, a few actors, including uh, Jason Earl Folks, who's a stand-up, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure who else, but there's a number of people locking themselves in there. That's really That's cool. That's cool. That's a great project. I, I want to see that because I mean they have like Cohen Prison Sluts, you know, one of the oldest shows, um, improvised. Yeah. Um, sketch shows, um, just some stuff that I went. The first time I saw a show, uh, it was about uh, necrophilia trying to it was the, <laughs> fell in love with you know the the uh, the body, and I was like, that's really dark. But when I saw it, I was like, ah. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I was like, "This is this is the school that I'm gonna keep going and going." Mm. <laughs> so you know, it took a death. Yeah, part. they're great at dealing with dark topics. So I kind of think that this is like uh, right in their wheelhouse for stuff to make a show about. Yeah. Yeah. So what do they plan on doing with the show? They like trying to like pitch it to Netflix or, or it's a show for for the annoyance. I think it's going to be for the annoyance. I think their plan is whenever this stuff is over, they'll just have a show ready to open. Oh, cool. oh okay. That's so, cool. I want, I want to know where they want. Is there a, a place where they can shower? Take a bath? Uh, they do. They have two showers in screen rooms there because they do that show called Splatter during Halloween where they cover themselves and take blood. So oh. they, when they built it, put two showers in there. Oh, that's perfect. You you have everything, and then like you can order food. It's in the middle of Lakeview. It's well, they perfect. have a bar there, and they have a bar. kitchen. All you need is they liquor. Have a bar. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, they have plenty of stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I I remember I did a show at the Annoyance. It was uh, it was kind of a sketch show, and and it was funny because like one of the characters I played with this other guy, we were uh, murderers. And <laughs> and so throughout the, throughout the every our scene would come back you know reoccurring scene but they, nobody knew what we were doing and we kind of like gave some type of hints like we never spoke of what we were and what we were doing to the end and they were like oh we were clean we were actually cleaning up an apartment that we had killed a bunch of people <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh man yeah I would say I think ninety percent of the characters that annoy us are murderers. <laughs> So, so, so you came to Chicago. Like, what made you? You said it was cheaper here in Chicago. What were you attracted to? Like, saying Chicago being like the mecca of comedy. Yeah, um, I. So when I started, I was like eighteen, nineteen, and so um, I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And and at that time in New York, improv was like a little bit pretty new to New York, so there wasn't a whole lot available there. So uh, Chicago had all the big improv theaters and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and I wanted to come learn from people who, uh, you know, would really be able to immerse myself in it. Right. And so what made you get into stand-up? Like, did you see a show? Because for me, I saw a show and I'm like, wow, I want to do that. Yeah, I, uh, it was interesting because I never was, I mean, I liked stand-up as a kid. Like, I, I liked Chris Rock and Eddie Murphy and stuff. But um, I never really considered doing it myself. It was just something that I got to a point with improv where it, it seemed like there was nothing more to do with it. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, stand-up scared me, so I was like, I'm just going to try it just to kind of shake stuff up, and I probably won't keep doing it. But I did it, like, a couple times and was immediately addicted to it. Nice. Yeah, I think once you get hooked, you're hooked. I, I, I don't remember. I think I saw you at a mic, and I said, you are funny. I was like, hey, you want to do our show? <laughs> so I think that's that's where it started. And then uh, uh, I, I remember we went to Lily's Talent Party, and uh, somebody thought we were married. Uh, and, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's right. We are married. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Also, like, yeah, I think that mic that we did together, because I, I thought you were funny, too. It was at, um, what was that place on Clark Street where they used to have, like, a big stuffed animal in the corner? Shakers? Was it Shakers? Um, it wasn't. It wasn't Shakers. It was uh, maybe it wasn't on Clark, but it was like up in Wrigleyville. Ah, yeah, um, right, right across the old Annoyance. I mean, I, old IO. Yeah, 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 something yeah, up place. there. This yeah, place. yeah, I don't remember. Uh, Paul Farber Harv, can't pronounce his last name. Used to oh, host oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, Paul Farber, uh, that back room. Yeah, 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 that yeah, one. yeah. Yeah, that's where I kind of started off too, in that room. Right, where you that like, was a, that was. One. Yeah, like you would win, win like free shots if you like did well or something like that, and, and it, was, it was like a contest, right? Yeah, now I kind of am remembering that. Um, man, that's probably why we all went there was the uh, free drink. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cool. And now, I mean, um, you're doing bigger things, you know, from from doing like mics. Uh, I know that um, you. Are you and uh, some of your friends created like an independent short film. Yeah. So uh, about like a year ago, we released a web series called just call me Ripley. Um, and it's kind of like my first experiment and uh, uh, sort of foray into filmmaking. Um, and it, it did really, it's done really well so far. Um, we released on a local platform called OTV Um and they're great. They have tons of content for everybody who's shut in. Check out OTD. OTD.com? Um, or? Yeah, just um, or if you look up Open Television Chicago. Oh, um, okay. They, they used to be Open Television, and they changed it to OTD. Um, I'm not sure what the website is still under. I think it's OTD. Okay. But uh, they're doing, like, some watch parties and stuff while everyone's shut in their houses. Oh, nice. That's good because it creates a lot of like ideas and ideas creates like bigger things. Because I, I, I met like a, uh, this other producer uh, at like, um, a, a mix and mingle producer sh- place uh, uh, at the cine space. And she said I was, she was part of it. And she, she had like a short film about um, a Pakistani girl learning how to shave. Like it was a big thing, you know. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm. So I was like, oh man, that's really interesting. So that's that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I know it sounds weird. It sounds like, oh, okay, shaving. What's a big deal? But actually, culturally, some cultures, um, you shouldn't be shaving because it's religious or cer- certain things. Like in the Philippines, because Asian people um, don't have a lot of hair. When I was growing up, if you have hair on your legs or your arms. That was like that's cool because then you're 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 different. You're you're, more like you're, you had enough hair to shave. 
Oh, that's cool. Like like women and men. Uh, did like anybody who had hair? A- anybody have hair? It's like cool. Like if you could grow a whole beard, you're like, oh, you're hot. Oh, I would have been popular over there then. <laughs> I'm telling you, babe. You like. <laughs> I tried to grow a beard, but it wasn't growing. Ah! You know, shaving. Like we we were talking about shaving the other day with a friend of mine, and and apparently shaving is like really recent. It's like not. It wasn't something that was done like way back centuries ago. Like and I, and I we kind of thought that it was, but then we like researched it, and it turns out it was like really? it was like sometime in the twentieth century that I think people shaved, but it wasn't as popular as like it is now. That's a little interesting. Tip. So, like, uh, that's interesting. Like, even faces and stuff. Well, no, the faces, yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, I don't know about faces, but like, w- basically, women shaving their legs and or, or, or their armpits. Uh, oh yeah, that was like, uh, yeah, that was like in the twentieth century for sure. Yeah. And, and even now, um, not that I was creeping and looking at them, <laughs> I went to King Spa and I noticed like a lot of Asian, you know, people like. Koreans and some other Asians, they don't shave down there, and I felt, um, man, I, sh- I I shouldn't have shaved. <laughs> like I was like, I didn't be- I didn't belong because I have. They looked at you. They shunned you. They shunned me. I was like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> so. Yo, that's, that's, um, I think do they do like do they have like waxing and stuff like that? Waxing, yeah. They wax the sides. But the rest is cool. It has to be like, you know, it's like a mane. So, and, um, you know, I, I don't know what the trend is in Asia now, but there's there's still places, I'm sure, in like the provinces that don't shave because it's like, it's not really a big deal. Okay, you have hair, now what, you know? Mm, they're like real fans. Yeah. Of, they're, they're big fans on, on uh, 70s porn. So, they're <laughs> that's the trend. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to. I, I mean, I, I want to grow some hair and, and replant it on my head because I'm losing hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys ever see Scary Movie? You ever see the part uh, uh, where they have a beauty contest and the one person has braids? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I wish I could have that braid on my hair. I really like the hair on the head. Just the older you get, I'm like I'm turning gray and i'm losing all the hair so figure oh out. man yeah uh yeah my, my hair too. my hair's getting a little thin but it's all right i'm black i can just shave my head <laughs> it's like cool anyway. yeah, you'll look fine right i don't know if i yeah. look cool if i first of all my head is flat so on the back i have that you gotta I have a flat head, which matches my back. <laughs> Did they like drop you when you well, were here? Well, that's good. Then you can uh, then you can stand real flat against the wall. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you can probably like squeeze to a tight place. <laughs> I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> during the Armageddon, I'm the only one that can squeeze it. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. sorry. Go through that skinny hallway. All right. I'm in. Yeah, it, it'll be like you and the hamsters that could fit through the hallway. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> the hamster. <laughs> So, so about comedy, uh, um, I guess we can go back to comedy. Uh, what, how long did it take you to like get kind of like established or where you're at now or, or, and how do you see yourself or where do you see yourself going to from now? Uh, sorry, what was that? Um, so like how, how hard was it for you like coming up and stand up once you started doing it and then where do you see yourself going 
after after that? Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's like um, I tried to always keep looking at it as uh, like an ongoing experiment because it's not something that I ever like intended or, or set out to do. And that seems to be the healthiest place to go from. Um, but I, uh, it, you know, it's been a lot of, I feel like I, I had a pretty steady climb my first few years doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm, I'm at a point where I'm just not sure kind of where to go next with it. Um, I would like to move out of Chicago um, and uh, move more into film and television. Um, but I still love, I feel like stand-up will always be a part of my life somehow. It's part of my like creative process to me. Right. I can see. I can definitely will see you in like a sitcom, uh, on TV or uh, or uh, on a film. I, I can totally see that. Uh, I saw um, the preview for your uh, short film was very really amazing, and how you guys did the. I don't know. It was a GoFundMe, not GoFundMe. What's that? Um, um, crowdsourcing thing that you guys did. I was like, it's amazing. It's it's clever and it's brilliant. Oh, you know. She got cut off. Hello. She got cut off. Okay. Technical difficulties. Uh, she'll probably call back and uh, we'll have her back on in a second. Um, oh, here she comes. All right. Let's see. Is that? Oh, there we go. Are you back? Hey, what's up? Yeah, sorry that I called her up. Yeah. That's cool. It's the first time, so <laughs> we're all good. Yeah, I don't know even what happened. It just all of a sudden hung up. Yeah. Uh, somebody texted me and said, dude, the world's on fire. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody said the world's on fire? Yeah. I said, dude, the world's on fire. Not not in Chicago. It's raining. Yeah, not in Chicago. It's not going to get on fire today. Yeah, it's uh, raining like hell. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm like waiting for the summer, man. To this to come around. <clears throat> Goodbye, Corona. Summer biki- bikini body or whatever body you have. Just love it and go out there and enjoy. I think that's the the new generation will probably like that's never experienced like uh, sadness. Uh, millennials will will now like okay stop complaining and enjoy life. You know every little thing counts. Right, right. This is kind of like. Um It'd be good for our generation in a way because, like, learn how to appreciate the stuff that we do have. Yeah. Because I, I grew up, my grandmother raised me, and I grew up, like, like uh, as if there was war happening the next day. So she always, like, buy canned foods, like, a lot of food. Like, that's, that's just, she just stores. I'm like, what are you doing, you know? And she was like, you just never know if there's a war. And she always kind of, like, said... You should always pay your, you know, if you, uh, everything cash so, and buy jewelry. So if there's a war, you could exchange it for food. Mm. She sounds was, like somebody who got out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> who's like walks around yeah. with a shank all the time. <laughs> you never know. Somebody might sneak up behind you. Truly, it's a, I think it's like a generational thing. My grandma uh, uh, grew up during the Great Depression, so she still hides money around her house. Oh, nice. Where does your grandma live? Yeah, where's your grandmother live? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't get her. She's in assisted living, so they have her on lockdown. Oh, oh, man. You can just say hi to her from the outside. 
Yeah, yeah. That's what's happening. Like a lot of uh, um, p- children of the people who are in assisted living are actually visiting them, visiting them from the window and saying, hello, how are you? Just to make sure they, they remember like, hey, you know, because it, it is your inside uh, the facility. You can't come out. So they want to cheer them up. You yeah. Know? You don't want to stay in there. Yeah. Mm. And you don't yeah, want to. that's good. You don't want to spread disease to them, you know. That's not, that's not that's not like being locked up in the annoyance. <laughs> locked, up, <laughs> yeah. locked up in the I'm system. I'm going to go wave at them in a couple of days. They'll just all be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so is it okay to, to talk about a subject that, that uh, you've recently been part of? Yeah, yeah, you can talk about it a little bit. Okay, so, yeah, so, I mean... I guess people who listen to the podcast would, I mean, I don't know if they know you, but you recently transformed into your true self. Uh, could you, like, yeah. let, us, let us know how that experience, you know, how did you build up to making that happen or making it happen? Yeah, so, uh, so I'm trans. I uh, identify as non-binary, so I'm, like, in between male and female. I always say that I'm, like, um, I don't identify as male or female. I identify as Kevin Bacon from Footloose. Yeah. You know, like in between. But uh, I've, been, I've been out as non-binary for a while, so it's kind of like an ongoing transition. And uh, um, I, I had top surgery recently, which is uh, I had my chest flattened. I don't have, I don't have boobs anymore. Mm. Uh, and I'm on very low-dose testosterone, so... My voice is starting to drop a little bit, um, but uh, I, I and I changed my name to Jake. Um, there's not really like a end point to my transition. I think like I right. think that for trans people, a lot of time there's a narrative that you like transition and you're done. Right. But for me, I, I want to remain in between, so it's always kind of like ongoing. Right. It's like a constant. I want to say evolution, but a constant, like a journey, basically, that you just yeah. continue on. So, like, what what happens when um, um, people call you by your previous name? Like, do you correct them, or like, how how do you go about it? Because, um, you know, I'm still learning about you know uh, the pronouns and uh, people who have trans and and uh, transition and and you know I don't want to offend anyone. Um, I want to learn more about it if there's anything that I can do because, you know, I have uh, family members who are actually uh, trans, but they haven't officially, but they changed their name. And we, we want to make sure that they're loved, basically, because it, it's not that uh, easy if you don't have any supportive family or friends that actually understand what you're going through or understand what is uh, that you all you care about is love. Totally. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I think it's cool that, um, a lot of people are like open to learning now that makes a huge difference. So for me, I always try to meet people where they're at and be patient. Um, but the best thing that other people can do, I find for me at least is like, you know, try to use my name and then if they mess up or, you know, uh, uh, use my old name, I'll correct them. But it's easiest, like, like you did earlier, like, it's just like, oh, okay, and then just move on without having, like, a, uh, you know, big extended apology or anything. I don't feel like 
like it gets tiring when people over apologize and stuff. Yeah. So how do you feel? Um, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. So that's like, yeah, it's just like, uh, it's kind of like if you, uh, uh, like Leah, I, I called you Leah by accident, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like just correcting someone and, and moving on from it, you know? Yeah. So like, and it's cool that, that you were like what you just said, you know, how you like meet people in the middle and, you know, cause a lot of people don't know and, or, or you know, that there's some people aren't, you know, uh, I want to say ignorant or, 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 you know, stupid or something, but it's just some people don't know, actually don't know about these things. And I think it's cool that you say I'll meet them in the middle because some people are really aggressive about it. You know, like if you don't know, then they can expect you to know. And then if you make a mistake, they kind of like bash you like as if you should know better, you know? And, and I think, I think, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's something that we're all learning together, you know? Right. And I think it's something that we are all should, you know, should accept it together and as well as learn, you know, because I'm pretty sure like you're not an expert, right? And you're still learning. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm still learning. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, what sucks is that uh, sometimes people assume that, you know, Jake is the expert. Like, I, yeah, I'm the expert of, uh, uh, you know, being a trans person, you know. Uh, but they're like, no, I'm still human. I'm a comedian. I'm an actor. Yeah. Uh, I'm a person. So it's like uh, I'm Filipino. So I should know about everything about being Filipino. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I've never even right. been to all of the, the, the islands. There's like... 7,000 islands, so so you're assuming that I have been to all the islands, I speak all the language, because every island speaks another language, so it's like, I don't know all that stuff, I just know what I know. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's wild. Um, I think being a part of any, any group that ends up being like a minority in an area you're expected to be the expert on that thing. And I don't know, I want a right to be dumb as well, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, you know, I can tell the difference between when somebody's genuinely trying and when somebody is kind of purposely being ignorant, like, uh, I'll have people after shows sometimes where I can tell that they're, you know, genuinely trying to learn and talk to me. Mm -hmm. And then some people who come up and are maybe on purpose, like mean about it you know right um where i've had i had like one lady come up to me and and she was she kept saying don't you aren't you sad isn't it bad to be who you are what you know yeah and i was like no and so i just decided i was like you know what i'm gonna educate her so i'm not comfortable anymore and then just walk away yeah yeah because some people i mean I was going to ask you another question uh, with is like, is it easier or, I mean, I, I don't know how you would know, but it, it's the times of the now times, I think, and I don't know, it might be a little easier than it was before, you know, to, uh, you know, let people know who you are. Um, I think people a little more accepting. I mean, there's still people who are, who are ignorant or people who, like you said, ask stupid questions purposely. But uh, like I, I, I'm just thinking like 30 or 40 years ago, certain transitions would have been like Yeah, you would be shunned in the, the community. Like, like let's pretend like I'm your mother, right? 
and you're my right. child, I would want to protect my child no matter what. So I probably, you know, let's say we were in the 20s, which is crazy, like during the depression. Uh, I, I would not want to share the information with my friends because I want to protect my child. That's the only thing that the mother right. will protect the child. Actually, in uh, Afghanistan, there's um, there's a thing. It's called Basha, Basha girls, which is yeah, uh, I heard, yeah, yeah. I was I uh, watching a documentary about uh, if there's no explain what Basha girls is. Uh, that's what I'm explaining. Oh, okay. Uh, in, in Afghanistan, if there's no uh, boys or men in the family, like let's say your father died or. There's no no men, right? Mm -hmm. So then the the boys or the men are the ones doing uh, manly things according to the, their laws out there to go uh, get some water, uh, run errands, um, go to the the grocery store, like simple things like that. So you have to be a man basically. And if mm. there's not if there's not one in the family, the oldest child, the oldest daughter, cuts their hair and goes out there and. Um, dresses like a little boy and the mother dresses a little boy for safety mm. uh, reason because if they found out There's she no was man. a girl then it's like hey what are you doing here this is against the law for you to be outside but some of the basha girls mm. are, are actually like you know no i'm a, i'm a boy I, I this is what i do i'm not gonna switch because a certain point of their life like when they're they're like turn 13 or 14 uh when you start to develop like uh, uh puberty um, then you switch back again to being a woman, but they still have a hard time doing, you know, trying to figure out who's going to go outside and, and run, do the groceries. Mm. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's so fascinating. Yeah. Um, but that's that's part of the culture. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting how um, kind of every culture has had some sort of variation in gender that, um, you know, uh, uh, maybe doesn't get talked about a whole lot but it's been acknowledged for a long time that there's like kind of gender isn't necessarily one way or another yeah right so it's um you know but if you're my child um i want my child to be happy that that's all it matters yeah i think it's your your self you know happiness is probably the most important thing and, and <laughs> i i commend you i mean for doing it and and I was like, way cool, you know. It, it's it's pretty cool. All I, all I care about is I want you to give me some money after the end of the day. Go make your film. Go make your show. Go make some money. Go to Hollywood yeah. and do it so we can take grandma out of the assisted living and we can have our own private nurse. Yeah, and how yeah, how exactly, right? how are the uh, uh like the comedians around you? How do they react to you transitioning? People have been pretty cool, you know. I think, um, in a way, comedians are already tend to be kind of the, uh, feel like they're on the outside of community anyway. So mm -hmm. I think that, in a way, it kind of fits right into their perception of, of what a comedian is. Right. Which has been pretty cool, you know. I, I definitely didn't know, I think, what to expect years ago when I initially started coming out. But, um and I think, like, you're right, like, coming out now is different than it would have been even, you know, seven years ago. Like, when I started when I started coming out, it was way different than it is now. Yeah, and it's kind of a good profession to be in to actually come out. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, entertainment. Cause it's, but, you know, uh, Jake, I have to say that um, there is 
somebody in the community there's people who pretend you know just to get stage time oh, yeah. just to get to to be yeah. a, an actor and uh i have a a friend she is uh she's bisexual and she said i know this person is not truly who she says she is you know she's lesbian and, and I was like, how do you know that? You know, I was like, because I know and I want to bust her out. On, I was like, oh, man, if you do that, I kind of want to see what's happening, you know. And that sucks because it's like some people are not genuine and they're trying to just do it for for um, publicity. I guess some kind of publicity. It's kind of like Rachel Dolezal trying to be, I'm black. You, dude, you're not black. Yeah. Is there... You're saying that there's a comedian out there who's not actually gay but is pretending to be? Yes. Yes, and, that's so funny. And uh, I, I'm just like, why? I mean, it's like just love yourself, you know. And there's a, um, yeah. For for a while there, so it's a, a actor who pretended like, uh, or might still be pretending that she is Latina, uh, but not Latina at all whatsoever. No, not not no Latin, you know. Uh, in her, you know, I know, I know a couple of, uh, I know a couple of people like that. It's wild. Uh, and I, I don't get it because um you know like i've uh, well i'm an immigrant i'm from the philippines i love being filipino i love being asian american i love being or i can just say asian in this world i never yeah. wanted to be like someone else you know you it's like just, beyonce um you know i like beyonce but uh, i'm still filipino beyonce <laughs> But, I identify as Beyonce. Yeah, I identify yeah. as Beyonce. I identify as a rich person. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> but the reality is, <laughs> anybody hiring at this moment? All right, have some dignity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucks. So, for whoever out there, please be genuinely who you are, and don't try to be. It's kind of like let's say there was an audition, right? They're looking for. Right. Uh, like uh, someone like uh, who's a person who's trans, who actually is living in it, you know, who uh, who is one. And then they go right. to the audition and they're like, yo, I'm, a, I'm trans. But then they're not. And then they get the part. Then they just took away but, your spot. Oh, that happens. So I think that that's a huge discussion right now is like you'll see like all the major Oscar winning movies about trans people all the trans people are, are played by cisgender people. Yeah. Um, and it's messed up because, like, for me personally, I'm not allowed to audition for a ton of TV shows because they specifically don't want trans people on the show. What? Um, yeah. Can you explain that? Yeah. So, like, um, there's shows, a lot of the shows that film in Chicago, um, you know, like Dick Wolf has openly said that he doesn't want trans-looking people on his show. Wow. Wow. And then, and then until it becomes popular, and then, then he's going to hire uh, <laughs> a regular actor yeah. to play a trans on yeah. the show. Yeah, which he's like, I think he means like what he said is he doesn't want to have to write for a trans person, which says that he only wants to have trans people on his shows if they're like the victim of a crime, basically. Oh. Can't be a lead. Um, well, I mean, like, uh, to me, like, uh, I mean, an actor is an actor, you know, and, and it doesn't matter if they're trans or not. You know, it's just if, if I can portray a part, then I should be able to portray that part. Right. And it's like, um, I think, like, right now, like, I would be fine with just people playing trans roles if it was equally possible for a trans person 
play any role. Right. But right now, like, um, yeah, like those are, if we're only allowed to play trans people, then we should be the only ones considered for those parts because there's so few. Yeah, it's so, like it's like somebody hiring me to play a midget, you know. It's stop! Like, it's little person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little person. Okay. Uh, little person. You know, and it's we're like, all canceled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and then they're like, oh, no, we don't want real little people. We want you know actors who can play little people. And it's okay. like that's the, ridiculous. The sad part was, uh, I had an agency in in San Francisco, and I got an email. It said they're looking for a little person that's Asian, you know, and. And they asked me if I could play one. I was like, "What? That doesn't even make sense." Did they? Did they really? Yeah, they did. I was like, "What?" And I was like, offended. And I was like, "Well, I said I can't do that." And then they said, "Do you do you, do you know any?" I'm like, "No, I don't know any." You know, like how am I how am I supposed That's to? That's wild. Do you know any? <laughs> should I know all the little person that happens to be Asian in this world? No, I don't. You know. Then they said it's twenty. They said it's twenty grand, and she's like, "Okay, <laughs> let me go on my knees." She's like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah. But, but but I have a, I have a question for you. So there was a if there's a role right uh, mm -hmm. right now, uh, and they want you to play uh, like a cisgender person, would you do it as a trans? So they would say, "Yeah, hey, you would do it." A what gender? So what I told my agent. What I told my agents is that for me, like, I'm not comfortable. I know for myself, like, I'm not comfortable wearing a dress or wearing makeup or any of that stuff. So, like, I would be open to, I would love to play, like, a male role. Mm -hmm. um, but I will not play, I'll play female if it's fully understood that on set I am who I am and um, that. Like, I don't have to, like, dress up very feminine for it. Right. Right. Um, you know, which, like, kind of, I understand, eliminates a lot of Parts. female roles for me. But, like, I would be open to playing, like, a butch lesbian or, like, um, like a tomboy or something like that. Right. What was that movie, but, uh, uh, what, Boys Don't Cry with Hilary Swank? She played, what did she, did she play a, a guy or... I didn't, I didn't even watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Boys Don't Cry, which is like the only movie about, uh, or, or up until recently, one of the only movie about uh, a trans man. Mm. So she was a trans um, man? I, I didn't watch it. But so. then again, she was a girl playing the role. Like they could have used, used a, used an actual, uh, trans, actual person, yeah. trans person. Yeah. They used, uh, yeah, they used Hillary, which like was back in the 90s. So like for that time, it was pretty progressive, but. Like, growing up, seeing that as the only thing that represented me, it was the true story of a, a trans man named Brandon Tina who uh, was murdered in the end. So it was, like, not a very uplifting story, for sure. Mm. Mm. So, like, in, in the Philippines, um, growing up, like, I, I guess Filipinos are very, a little bit more open, unless they're, like, really strict Catholics, you know? Um, I've always uh, seen who are people who are, are trans, they um, just dress how they want to be, and no one really cares. But they, they, all they care about is they're going to pay your rent. <laughs> you have the money to buy yeah. food. Like, really, that's that's what it boils down to. Like, can you support your family? We don't care. Uh, but um, it, it, most of the comedians in the Philippines are um, they're trans uh, or they're part of the LGBT, LG, 
correct. Yeah, get it right. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> part of the probably the alphabet people. The al- yeah, like uh, part LGBTQIA. So it's always yeah, been like. It. Uh, it's always been like that. You still to this day, you watch TV, you Filipino channel, you'll see, and they're doing their thing. They're they're being uh, actors, comedians, uh, just doing the role that they want. But they never like um, like you said. Like uh, there's one. It's called Vince uh, Vice or Vince Ganda, which means like Vice, and then Ganda means beautiful, and always she's always pretty, you know, and she's always been like she's. Adamant, like, I'm a woman, I'm a girl, this is who I am. And we're like, okay. Oh, Vince Gunda is her name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And she, my mom was always saying, you need to be, you need to be doing what she's doing. And I was like. <laughs> be transgender. <laughs> okay, mom. I'll tr- right now, I'll do make it. Just, just to make you happy. Make yeah. me money. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the money. Yeah, that's what's important. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's really cool that, like, there's, much more understanding in the Philippines, you know? Yeah. I, it seems like, there's actually yeah. actors that come from America that it's like, oh, it's hard to be an actor in America. They go to the Philippines and they blow up because it's, it's like there's something different. So there's uh, some Americans that are actually doing well, you know, but they always play the American part of <laughs> speaking English. Mm. <laughs> they, they learn how to speak Tagalog, but they are doing well. And uh, there's always a place, a room for, for somebody, you know. So if you ever wanted to move to the Philippines, you will uh, give Honestly, me. I might. That sounds, that actually sounds pretty great. We'll give open arms, open arms. We'll love you. And you'd be like, uh, okay, first thing you know, you get an agent and then boom, you're on TV. Like, Am I? And I'll tell my mom, look, look. Yeah, she'd be like, hey, do you know that guy Jake No, uh, that superstar? He's like, yeah. We- yeah. So what happened to you? <laughs> Why are you still here? <laughs> Why didn't you make money? Yeah. You're right. Show me the money. Look at Jake on TV, huh, with Vince. <laughs> that would be Yeah, money. get you in trouble with your mom. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, well, thank you um, for that, sharing that information. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I think it's I think it's really cool. I think it's commendable, and I think you know people should follow you know those things. You know, like if you you know a lot of people we were talking about in the previous podcast that how people lose their lose themselves and and when they have like dreams or aspirations and they kind of get snuffed out by the world or they're like, well, this is not conventional or, you know, and so I'm not going to do it or it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. Why or, are you wearing pants? You know, and it's like, yay, you know, this is how I am. This is who I am. And accept and, it. You accept know. me for who I am. Yeah. Right. These yeah. Yeah. It's a, and you know, I think that there's a level of privilege here too, where in our country, um, like we're at a point where we're kind of lucky to be able to live like this. But yeah. It should be like that everywhere. Yeah, because some places is still not safe for you. So, oh yeah, oh, and for, for me, <laughs> if you go to certain certain countries, they're like, uh, new. No. <laughs> for you. For me and her. Why you? Or yeah, for us, yeah. Bec- because yeah, because we're different. We're not the uh, you know like you. Black. No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have beard think, like you. We can't we- grow a beard. <laughs> It's just yeah, we can't grow our beard, so that's the uh, yeah. Yeah. The world is sometimes they it can be mean. I mean, just like 
uh, women were not allowed to have their own banks bank accounts uh, until like what 1970s. You have to have a male right. male oh, yeah. uh, guardian. Like I don't need a guardian. I'm a grown woman. I don't need anyone. So if right. If there's anything, you came out of a woman. Yeah, I think a lot of things that that uh, are, you know, like 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 you say, like women couldn't have you know, bank accounts and stuff like that. I think a lot of it comes out of people being afraid of the unknown or afraid of something power of change. <laughs> yeah, and power. I mean, the same thing. Like like yeah. obviously, like with black people, you you if you keep them oppressed because you're you're afraid of you know what they can become because you probably know what they can become. Uh, women, you know, being empowered and having their own careers and doing, you know, and you, and still, you know, nowadays they, they, the, the pay gap is different, you know, and it's like, these things are there, not because it's like the norm, but I think it's because a fear of, of, of the unknown in the sense of like, well, I'm, I'm happy the way these things are and I don't want them to change. And, and, and you shouldn't change either. You shouldn't rattle the boat because, you know, but then when people are starting to get, you know, branch out and say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do this because this is what I want to do. Or I want, I think I should be able to have a bank account or, Hey, I'm a uh, female president. Yeah. I'm a human being. I should be able to do whatever I, I, I aspire to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like United States of America, powerful country, yet you haven't had a female president in the Philippines. We've only, we had two already. Yeah. But how far, how powerful is that country? (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm <just> kidding. <laughs> oppression, oppression, oppression. I tell you, Jake. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's overdue. It's long overdue. But yeah. you know, I think here's the thing: we shouldn't look at it as female president or male president. It should be the president or the person who's more Ooh, capable yes. of okay. doing the job. And I think that's what's important. Like like with the acting, you know, it's uh, Can you know, you if you have somebody who's the, who's a better person, it doesn't matter if they're trans or if they're uh, uh or gay or whatever it is, you know. It, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want a white guy playing a black dude or, or you know. Unless you're Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a joke. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, it shouldn't be visualized as, you know, hey, the first female president, which would be something exciting. But it should be, I, hey. I, the, want, I want, want that person to, to be capable of the, the, the job. It would be the first president with sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that it... Um, if all things were equal, it truly wouldn't matter who was doing what, but there's got to be a period of um, kind of like intentionally, intentionally kind of putting people into positions because otherwise it'll just stay like it is, you know? Yeah. That's why we should, um, we should still continue to have, I think some schools are, are, are getting rid of um, equal opportunity. Uh, not yeah. I don't know what it's trying to diversity. Like there's certain amount yeah. of people that they allow in. The, oh, the, yeah, uh, the affirmative action. Affirmative action. action yeah. yeah. Some schools. I'm like, come on, man. Like I grew up, I didn't even have a computer. I had to go to a computer lab to write my essay. I We, we didn't mm-hmm. have money, you know, um, right. and I never, never thought of me as a poor person because we always had food. We always had food and, and clothes and shelter. So, so, I never felt like that. And I, even then, when I was going to the, the computer lab, I never didn't think I was poor. I was like, I have to do my homework. Well, I don't, I mean, you know, I don't say affirmative action shouldn't be there, but I think everybody should get across the board the same education, you know. And yeah, well, that's true. Same opportunity to be able to do. From kindergarten. Yeah, from kindergarten up to, you know, through high school, to have the same education across the board. And you can decide what you want to do. 
with your life after that, you know, I think affirmative action kind of helps a little bit, but it's like, if I'm somebody who hasn't been educated in the same thing that somebody else has, and they put me in the same school, I'm going to probably not do well because there should be some I, help. I don't know anything about that, those things, you know, and then, then people will complain about, well, you're here and you're like failing and this could have been somebody else's spot, you know, and that's how it all starts. But yeah, we can't fix the whole problem. Yeah. Right. So much. It's like, but I think he, like, you know, he's right. Like it should start with education, like from kindergarten, because now here in uh, C CPS, you know, uh, it's not equal. It's not equal. What no. you're learning from the rich neighborhoods is not the same as if you were in the other neighborhoods, you know? Nope. You got cut off again, but she'll be back. Um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, like when we were, we had a friend who was a, a, a of the family and he said he went to school and um he, oh there he is there's jake you're Welcome back. back jake hey what's up it looks yeah. like it just decided to hang up again That's okay. Okay. Like every half hour it just kind of hangs out um yes uh we're about to wrap up soon so just in case if we go off again um yeah so i was talking about people growing up in schools and they were having certain education and this friend of ours he was like the top of the class and they said, well, you need to go to this school because you're too smart for this school. And he went to another school. Mm. And when he got there, he was like, he the, dumb, he was like the dumbest kid in the class. <laughs> but it's that he didn't know all those things. You know, that's what that wasn't what they were teaching at his school, you know, even though he was a top, you know, in the school. But different levels. Yeah. Right. Man, my point is, like, we yeah. all we have, have to, like, get educated better in everything, you know, with everything. Yeah, that's what. That's what I've seen that like people talk about the difference between um, uh, equality versus equity, where equality is everyone's getting the same, the same opportunities, but equity is like evening stuff out historically, you know, like as I understand it, so like versus like, oh, you, you both get into the same college without worrying about what kind of education you had before that equity would be like helping people catch up who didn't have the same opportunities before. Yeah. Yeah. So I, sh d at the, then I would have my own computer. Yeah. But yeah. I think, but I think that, <laughs> right. you know, not just education, but in everything, you know, like everything in life, like, like say women, you know, okay. Women, uh, just got their rights, whatever. Instead of like keeping them where they just started, just bring them up to par, up to speed with everybody else, you know, uh, blacks, you know, or, or, or the LGBTQ I am, IA. IA. Uh, you know, all those, you know, bring them up to speed and say, hey, instead of like, w we'll learn together, you know, and then bring this where we all have an understanding, not just be like, okay, well, we'll come back to you later, you know, whatever. I don't know if that makes any sense. Right. Well, and then I think there's an aspect, too, of like understanding that um, different cultures bring, like, um, bring benefits. Flavor. Maybe like, straight white people don't always consider. So like, you know, yeah. like uh, Leah was talking about in the Philippines, like different cultural things that would actually be helpful to our culture in the U.S. Um, that like people could bring with them. So it wouldn't just be trying to fit people into what's already there, but maybe letting everything change around what new people are bringing. Yeah. On that note. I mean, I think that's, that's, uh, that's, a, that's, that's how the world has been in, in a sense of, of, of how it's evolved 
throughout the years, you know, the different kingdoms and the different people migrating and the people, you know, you'll see like, like I just found out that like in Mexico, a lot of the stuff like tacos and stuff like that were like Lebanese people and, 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 and like it wasn't just the, really? the, the Mayans and all this, you know, or the Indians, Aztecs. It was like other people from like Middle Eastern countries and Chinese and they call it differently. That created, but it's the same. They created all these things, same. and but it, like El Pastor is is Middle Eastern, so it's not even Mexican. It's, it's th those cultures brought brought that there, and they made that you know that that uh, whatever gave it flavor. I mean, like flavor. menudo. How did menudo menudo get to the Philippines? The That's Spanish from, people, yeah, brought it. Yeah. So so it's like those things. It's like a we should be pot. yeah. We should be a little more accepting of certain things that would probably make us a better humanity than because it adds flavor. Okay. Let's put that in there. It adds flavor. <laughs> it adds flavor. Yeah. Like without that, we wouldn't have tacos. Right. That, what kind of world would it be without tacos? We'd just be eating the shell. Well, Jake, uh, we're running out of time. I want to thank you so much for, uh, sitting in with us today through this quarantine podcast. Um, you, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, can you let people know where we can find you? Yeah, you can follow me. I mean, everything's up in the air right now. So you can follow me on social media at Jakers Knoll. That's J-A-K-E-R-S-N-O-L-L -L, across all platforms. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Add me on TikTok. <laughs> I don't have any friends TikTok's yet. TikTok's awesome. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get up. I gotta get hip to that. She's more hip to yeah, you all. Gotta get into TikTok. All the uh, social media stuff. I'm, I got like two followers on Instagram. <laughs> it's me and the cat. It's her, yeah, her and my cat, and my cat doesn't even like, uh, like my stuff. <laughs> dang that that cat. Yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks for thanks a lot for hanging out. Um, and uh, take care of yourself. Uh, yeah, you as well. Yeah. Uh, are you are. So, so you're just staying in the house, right? Yeah, I'm just staying in the house. Uh, yeah. All right. Pretty well. much just staying in. What about you all? Yeah, same thing. Uh, been going to the gym, but they just now closed the gym. Um, so. Yeah. We were working. Yeah, out. everything's closing down. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out and stay safe, and uh, we'll see you when this is over, hopefully. Yeah. See you all. Uh, when, when we're allowed outside again. Yeah. And uh, you guys can find us at Mr. Mrs. Smith Comedy.com. You can follow us on Instagram and now TikTok. Do we have a TikTok? Yes, it's under, we might change the name because it's under Mr. and Mrs. Smith Commie. Commie? Com. Ooh. Mr. And Mrs. Smith Commie. We, we turn red. We're commies. Uh, yeah, Mr. And Mrs. Smith Comedy.com. Instagram, Mr. Mrs. Smith Comedy. Uh, listen to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify under Mr. Mrs. Smith Talk Relationships. And check out our website for shows and merch and a bunch of stuff. So thanks, Jake. See you soon. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. I ain't going to argue. I ain't going to fight. I gave up losing the year the night. If I hear those words one more time, go sit very still and scream in my mind. I ain't gonna argue, I ain't gonna fight I give up doing the other night Everything's wrong, everything stinks The only thing that broke a hallelujah is the kitchen sink